Hi, my name's David Mattin and you're listening to New World Same Humans number 62, Charter City Dreams, published on the 18th of April 2021. You can find the links included in this instalment and a link to the text version on the New World Same Humans article page where this podcast is embedded. So, let's go. Before we start, a quick note to say that this week's New World Same Humans is brought to you by Day One, a fellowship and mentor program for high potential startup founders. New World Same Humans is a community built around a single idea that we don't have to leave our shared future to the powers that be. Instead, we can help build it. Day One can help you do just that. The Day One Fellowship is a community where the earliest stage founders accelerate their startups. Being an early stage founder is a special kind of hard, ever-present uncertainty, big decisions, steep learning curves, and staring ahead at a lonely journey. There's an infinite amount of content out there, but little real support. Enter Day One, where founders tap into a high-touch community, expertise, guidance, and a deep network. Founders find direction, momentum, and hit big milestones, such as shipping an MVP, making your first dollar, finding a co-founder, or preparing to fundraise. Cohort 3 kicks off on the 25th of April. You can learn more and apply by following the link you'll find embedded in the article page. I've written often in this newsletter about what is next for cities. Recent debate on that subject has tended to focus on the industrialised world. Take a global view and the picture is more straightforward. Cities are the future. The UN estimates that an additional 2.5 billion people, making 66% of the world's population, will live in urban areas by 2030. Most of that increase will take place in the developing world. All 10 of the cities projected to become megacities by 2030, think Lahore, Bangkok and Bogota among others, are in the global south. One dimension on this future? In the wake of the pandemic, A once fringe idea is having a long moment. Proponents say charter cities are the vehicles via which we can harness the great wave of urbanisation that lies ahead. Get it right, they claim, and we can enact a great leap forward for humanity in the coming decades. So this week in New World Same Humans number 62, a closer look at the charter cities movement its history, and what is coming next. The idea that cities can be uniquely powerful engines of human advancement is nothing new, but now a number of eye-catching projects and a post-pandemic thirst for fresh ideas have fuelled a new moment for the movement around charter cities. City of Dreams At its simplest, a charter city is a city instituted around its own bespoke framework of governance and law as laid out in its founding document or charter. What's so great about that? Proponents, including the Charter Cities Institute, point to the success of 20th century city-states such as Hong Kong, Dubai and Shenzhen. Each in its own way, they argue, 
was liberated from old law and customs and established as a quasi-independent entity, each used that freedom to take vast steps forward and achieve prosperity in just two or three generations. Back in 1980, when it was instituted as a special economic zone, Shenzhen was a border town of 30,000 with a GDP of around 100 US dollars per capita. Now it's a mega city of 12 million, and per capita GDP is over 30,000 US dollars. That's a story of white hot human advancement. The Charter Cities Institute says we can replicate that story hundreds of times over all across the developing world. An idea meets its moment. The US economist Paul Romer first outlined that vision in a now canonical TED talk back in 2009. Let's throw out old rules, said Romer, and optimise a new wave of cities in the global south for investment, skills and economic development. Roma spent the subsequent decade searching for a nation willing to give his idea a try. Those efforts were troubled. A project in Madagascar crumbled after citizens rioted when it emerged that the land earmarked for development was to be owned by Daewoo, a South Korean auto corporation. So why are charter cities having a new moment in 2021? After a faltering start, Roma's other project, a charter city in Madagascar called Prospera, was launched last year. Meanwhile, new ideas and charismatic new proponents have revitalised the space. More on all this soon. Finally, all this comes as the pandemic has vaporised what was left of the neoliberal consensus and sent many on a quest for the big ideas that can help us rebuild in the 2020s. Is this really a good idea? No surprise, charter cities, at least the variant outlined by Roma, are controversial. Critics point out that the roots of Roma's vision lie in 20th century projects in colonialism, such as Hong Kong. These charter cities, they say, are really hyper-capitalist, neo-colonial outposts that subject the world's poorest people to rule by enlightened foreign governments and global corporations. The failed project in Madagascar did nothing to assuage those concerns. So the big question for charter cities in 2021, are they more than just a neo-colonial fantasy? Can they really supercharge economic growth and do it fairly and sustainably in the developing world? Or is this, in the end, about old-fashioned, 20th-century-style capitalism, exploitative, environmentally damaging, and rigged so that the global North always wins? Paul Romer's vision is about to undergo its first real test, but via charismatic founders and new te technological possibilities, the Charter Cities movement is evolving fast, if it's to realise its aims, the next few years will be decisive. A test case, Prospera. At the more conventional end of the coming wave of charter cities is Prospera, the experiment initiated by Paul Romer and the Honduran government in 2013. Located offshore on the small tropical island of Roatan, 
the city will operate under its own constitution and a legal framework, including low tax rates, designed to attract entrepreneurs. The first cohort of Prosperans will be e-citizens, remote workers who pay a fee to take advantage of the legal and tax benefits Prospera opened to applications from e-citizens in May 2020. But there are plans, once infrastructure is built, for a bustling physical city. Those behind it set can become the Hong Kong of the Caribbean. But Roatan's small indigenous fishing population say they weren't consulted about the project and fear being pushed off their island. It's the first real-world test of Roma's vision for economically liberalised, trade-centric cities as engines of growth in the developing world. The fate of Prospera will help shape the future of charter cities more broadly. Cities as startups. So what lies beyond Roma's vision? Two powerful answers are emerging themed charter cities and charismatic founders who can attract investment, attention and talent via their global audience. Often the two go together. The Senegalese-American rapper Akon says he is ready to start construction on a $6 billion blockchain city on land donated by the Senegalese government. The city will run on a cryptocurrency called Acoin, Launched by Akon in 2018, a powerful play given 350 million people in sub-Saharan Africa are unbanked. Akon hopes that his decentralised, sustainable smart city, there are plans for resorts, a stadium and a business district, can act as a model for development across the continent. Meanwhile, the Charter Cities movement is coming to the global north too, and you'll never guess who is behind the move. In March, Elon Musk announced new plans for the small town in Texas, Boca Chica, that currently hosts a minor SpaceX facility. Musk says he wants to grow Starbase into a proper city. Local authorities were quick to make clear that there is, as yet, no formal agreement on these plans. Cities in the cloud. The next evolution of the charter cities trend, it's intersecting with a new wave of thinking on how the internet and the decentralization made possible by blockchains explodes old structures of power. The influential Silicon Valley VC Balaji Srinivasan says we're moving out of a world in which the nation state, a state organized around shared location, is the primary unit of power, and towards one in which the networked state, organised around a shared belief, takes its place. A new wave of cities, he says, will begin life as networked cities in the cloud, in which like-minded people come together to transact on a blockchain. One early attempt to realise this vision, launched in 2020, Plumia bills itself the first country on the internet. It's aimed principally at the rising number of digital nomad knowledge workers, estimated to rise to 1 billion by 2035, and wants to provide them with infrastructure for living anywhere, starting with global health insurance. The Cloud City's dream, though, extends much further, towards blockchain fueled cities built around a shared set of values, skills, or even a shared religion. As the power of the nation-state wanes in a connected world, 
is the next great atomic unit of power, the cloud city, united around loyalty to a shared value, about to emerge. The New World Metropolis. Thanks for listening this week. I refer to New World Same Humans as a community, but perhaps what we're really building here are the beginnings of a new city in the cloud. The New World Metropolis would lay its foundations on a single idea that we must come together in the 21st century to build a future that serves, not subjugates, humans. While I draw up the plans, there's one thing you can do to help share. Now you've made it to the end of this week's instalment, please consider forwarding the email to someone who'd also enjoy it or share it across one of your social networks with a note on why you found it valuable. All you have to do is navigate back to the article page where this podcast is embedded and hit the share button. I'll be back on Wednesday with another new week, same humans. Until then, be well.